Our guest on Personally Speaking today is Liz Calloway, incredible singer, wonderful interpreter of song, and a previous guest on our show. We're delighted to welcome Liz Calloway back. Stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and the Tony-nominated and Emmy Award-winning actress and singer Liz Calloway joins me now. Liz made her Broadway debut in Stephen Sondheim's Merrily We Roll Along. She received a Tony nomination for her performance in Baby and for five years won acclaim as Grisabella in Cats. She also starred in the original casts of Miss Saigon, The Three Musketeers, and The Look of Love. Liz Calloway has also established a major career as a concert and recording artist. She's released seven solo albums, and her latest one is called To Steve With Love. Liz Calloway celebrates Sondheim. Liz has been performing her latest shows, celebrating the songs of Stephen Sondheim in London and San Francisco, and she'll be premiering a new show with her sister Anne Hampton Calloway at 54 Below in New York City. Liz is here with us today to talk about her life, her career, and the values that matter the most to her. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome, back to Personally Speaking, actress and singer Liz Calloway. Before we get to our interview with Liz Calloway, let's listen to her singing the song Move On by Sondheim. She's singing here with her son, Nicholas. That is not like you. I have nothing to say. You have many things. Well, nothing that's not been said. Said by you, though. I do not know where to go. And nor did I. I want to make things that count, things that will be. I did what I had to do. What am I to do? shaken so what the choice may have been mistaken the choosing was not you have to move on Liz Calloway is our guest we're delighted to have her back after getting together in 2013 Liz thanks for being on the program I'm so happy to be back, and I can't believe how long it's been. I know, I know. I went to a couple of your shows at 54 Below after we did the interview. So I have seen you, actually, and uh, I got to talk to uh, Dan, your husband, and he said to me, you know, she actually liked that interview. And I said, good, Dan. I'm glad to hear it. We enjoyed no, having you on. I remember it was very, it was lovely and very thoughtful. And it's, I'm just very happy that you're still doing this. Yes, I and am. And that I could be back on the show. Well, I'm glad too, because you do great stuff. And I want to share it with the people who watch and listen around the world. I'll start by kind of putting this in the direction of the, the loves of, of Liz Calloway. Um, John and Shirley, your parents, when you look back on their life that you shared with them, what do you love about 
what they did for you and the family. How did they raise you? What did you learn from them? Uh, what contribution did they make to making you the great person you are now? Well, my mom and dad, one of the things that I'm very grateful to them for, uh, for them was giving me a certain confidence mm-hmm. that whatever I whatever I decided I wanted to do with my life, I, I, I could be great at it. Mm. Um, I was, I don't know if we talked about this last time, uh, but I was so shy growing up and I wouldn't sing in front of anyone. I'd only sing when they left the house. (laughs) And then my dad tells a story of that one day they came home from church and they heard this voice and they were like, Oh my God, but they never told me. They never said, oh, we heard you singing. So I never, I didn't feel the pressure. Right. And it wasn't until I kind of discovered music and theater, you know, like halfway through high school, which is sort of late, actually, yeah. um, compared to other people, that they were just, they just, if I wanted to be a garbage collector, they gave mm-hmm. me the feeling I would could be the greatest garbage collector. I could do anything that I put my mind to. And so I really appreciated that they gave me a conf- a quiet confidence right. that I was enough and, and um, I had something special to offer. Okay. I'm also very grateful they introduced me to Sondheim music. <laughs> when I was, that was actually uh, huge. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I write, I dedicate my, my new album of a, a live recording of a Sondheim tribute show I did, I dedicate it to them because they didn't realize uh, the first Broadway show I saw was Company. And I was like nine or 10, but my mom and dad saw the show first and they brought home the cast album. And I was just, I, I just, you know, yeah. I was enthralled and I listened to it all the time. I memorized every song on it not knowing that then I would ultimately end up mm. doing Sondheim and making my Broadway debut on a Sondheim musical 10 years later. Yeah. And, um, but they just, that was, that was really important. That was sort of the beginning of um, my falling in love with Broadway and musical theater. So I'm, um, Liz, that, Liz, when did they, important. when did they finally tell you that they'd been in the house and heard you sing? Oh God! Years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think it was years later. I think I, I think I was, you know, definitely an adult, and right. um, you know, I, because I really was. I was just incredibly shy uh, yeah. about singing, and it really wasn't until my parents got divorced when I was in high school, and I started doing theater more for social reasons, mm-hmm. to have a community and to have like friends for the first time and a, 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 a family feeling. And that's what attracted me to doing theater. And I thought, oh, okay, I, if I can get over my shyness and my mm-hmm. fear of singing in front of people, then I can have this in my life. And right. so, so it's, a, it's maybe not the, it's an odd thing maybe to thank your parents for getting divorced, but, it, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but sometimes I, there's so many things that have happened in my life. And I thought, boy, if that hadn't have happened, I mean, maybe I still would have discovered that was my passion and, and realized it was my gift, my gift from God to sing. 
and um and but i don't know did that shyness extend to relationships with boys at that point or were you shy in general was it just about singing oh yeah oh no boys too okay. i mean i didn't <laughs> i was i was a very late bloomer so <laughs> i did not i did not have a uh i no, I, I was a late bloomer in all ways. <laughs> well, but it was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. And following up on something you mentioned early on, you said mom and dad were coming back from church. Uh, where were they going to church? And, and did they pass that on to you too, the whole faith part? Not so much. I was the, I rebelled. Okay. <laughs> church. I really did. Um, we weren't big churchgoers, but, um, but a, there was a, uh, one my parents were still together. There was a, a, a Protestant church uh, on Wellington Avenue that um, they they really liked. Uh, Reverend Jim Kidd, who actually I liked his sermons, okay. but I was I was um, I I was a non-believer. Okay. In many ways, until I became maybe was eighteen or nineteen, mm -hmm. and then found my own you know, right. my own path, not necessarily through organized religion. Mm -hmm. Well, what's interesting about you saying that is that one of the concerts that I, I went to, you were singing with uh, your sister, Anne, and I love all your stuff, but you did a version of um, Mary Did You Know, and it was, ah. like, it was like a spiritual high for me, that song, you know, uh, a, whole, a whole different way of approaching the mother of God kind of thing. But let, let me move on with this theme of mine of, of the loves of Liz Calloway. Um, Dan, you, you know, you're obviously physically attractive, very talented, very bright. You could probably have any guy in the world. Why did you say, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm settling down with this guy. This is the one for me. What did Dan have that made you say, this is it? Oh, that was, that was a... Um... You know, he's, I don't quite know how to answer that. He, he saw me in, in um, the show Baby on Broadway and pursued me during the run. He liked what he saw on stage. And I was shy and I was just kind of like, I don't want to go out with this guy. He's probably nice. He's very nice. I, I could be friends with him, but I, you know, as I said, I was a very late bloomer yeah. and he was very kind of persistent, not in a creepy way, but he, mm -hmm. we knew a lot of people in common. And then finally he was like, all right, I'm just going to leave you alone. So I went out with, I thought I should have a drink with this guy and tell him that I'm sorry if I've been a little standoffish, but I always hated when women led on men or would have like dinner with someone just right. if they weren't interested. I just thought that was so unfair and that's not what i wanted to do so i said i thought i, I should tell this guy i'm sorry if i've been standoffish but if you want to be friends great we closed three restaurants and <laughs> you, 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 yeah, you, you told we him Liz. together two and a half weeks later <laughs> and he was just we were meant to be yeah he he was just so He's just what I waited for my whole life without even knowing it. Wow. And we've just celebrated our 37th wedding anniversary. I guess is, it's working, huh? It, it, it is working. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. As someone who is not, and, and he grew up um, very strong Catholic mm -hmm. family, Catholic background. And I remember when we were first dating and we went, to, we went on a, a, a trip to Rhode Island where he had gone to college to meet, like, his best friend. And 
we pulled into uh, right in front. We were living in Chelsea at the time. We pulled into um, a parking spot and we were just sitting there. And I literally we both felt like God come into the car. Wow. And this is someone who really, truly is not religious, but it was like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. This is just, it was, and, and, and so there was that. It's so interesting. You're, you're the only person I've ever done a podcast interview or an interview with about God. Wow. That's why I think I remember liking talking to yeah. you. It's really interesting because it's not yeah. something I talk about. Right. Um, but it was a, it was a profound moment. And I just, it was like, oh yeah, we're, we're supposed to be together. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it's, you know, like anyone it's, you know, it's you, you have your challenges through the years, but I'm so lucky. I'm just, he's just, he was in a car accident um, uh, in May of 2020 and he was in the hospital for a week and it was, but it was, he was very lucky to be uh, okay after broken ankle and I think 12 broken ribs and Ever since that, and of course it was during COVID, so I couldn't see him. Right, right. <laughs> but every morning, I generally wake up before he does. Every morning, I give him a big hug. Uh, and just the day starts with a big hug. I bring him his coffee. Anytime we go anywhere, oh, I'm going to go to the grocery. Oh, yeah, I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to whatever. Right. Hug and a kiss goodbye. Yeah. Because you don't, you, you never you don't know. know. You don't know, and uh, you know. Uh, then you and Dan decide, with the help of God, to uh, create new life and and bring Nicholas into your life. But I, I often wonder because, you know, anyone looking at your biography knows that part of your life is you are always traveling on the road, giving concerts, doing shows. It's it's a very uh, move about life, and the decision to to raise a family has to be something, you know, uh, I remember uh, Catherine Hepburn in an interview saying, I'm, I'm much too selfish to have a child and try to raise her and the child. And I, I understood she, her whole life was, I guess, her, her career, her art, but you've, you've done both. You've done the, uh, the, the, the mothering of this beautiful, wonderful son, so talented in so many ways, but how did, how did you do it all? How do you raise a family and be on the road? Well, you know, I didn't really start traveling and going on on the road really until Nicholas was in high school. Mm. The first eight years of his life, I was on Broadway. Ah, uh, okay. Doing Cats and Miss Saigon, and I was he was born during rehearsals of Miss Saigon. <laughs> funnily enough, wow. um, but I also had the kind. I was very lucky. I had the kind of role where I had like fifteen minutes of stage time. Mm. I had a good agent who and producers who were willing to let me have him be in my dressing room. That's so cool. So I didn't experience the same guilt yeah. in the beginning of his life that I'm that I probably would have otherwise if I I mean I was very very fortunate. Um you know I Dan and I had thought yeah we'd like to have a a, a child someday but you know, we were so involved in our careers. And for three years, I did a show, a TV show in Boston. Mm. And I had like a regular schedule and I had weekends off for the first time and, and summers off from this television show I did. And so I had, I felt some security. So I was like, one day I, I really went, okay, 
I want to have a child. I'm ready. (laughs) Had I been in New York doing theater where you never know what your next job is going to be, it would have probably been easier to, you know, it would have to postpone it or were, you know, but, and then when I had Nicholas, it's like, it's my career is, you know, is very important to me, but nothing is as important as my, you know, my family. And, you know, I remember having a moment in the hospital nursing Nicholas and truly thinking, this is why I was put on this planet. Oh, be a mother (laughs) to this child. Yeah. And, but let me ask you, did you, did you traumatize him by letting him see you dressed as a cat? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he loved cats. He wanted to say, oh, he had his own character. He called himself Tam Candle. And they gave him his own little wig and his own little tail. And on my day off, mommy, let's play cats. I'm like, no, please. Um, yeah, he loved it. He loved it. But he did, you know, he, he, he had an unusual upbringing. That's for sure. And but, it turned out, he um, turned out just fine. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yes, he did. One of the first interviews I did a hundred years ago was with Margaret Hamilton, and and I said, you know, did you did you show him the movie The Wizard of Oz? And she said, never. She said, I don't want my son to think of me as the wicked witch of the West. You know, she said, let him be a teenager at least before he sees me in that role. She wouldn't let him see it as a kid. He, oh wow! He knew his mother was the wicked witch, but he never saw the movie until it was time. And um, how's he turned out, Nicholas? He turned out to be a good kid. He's turned out to be an amazing kid. Yeah. He really he um, he's. 31 now. Unbelievable. And he's just, you know, and we're, we're very close. We text or talk Mm -hmm. every day pretty much. And, you know, he's, he just got recently, um, he got his MBA at NYU Stern, but he also still sings. He sings with me on my Sondheim show and on my album, we did move on together. I don't know if you're familiar with the song move on, Yes. but it's from Sunday in the park with George and not usually sung by a mother and son. But my Sondheim tribute was so personal. And I thought, you know, here's a whole new way of looking at this song. And so he's got a beautiful voice, but he also has his own startup company. And he's, it's just, it's so wonderful to see him so happy. It was, a, it was beautiful to read a review that obviously the reviewer loved you, but he went on to say that this kid, is uh is not getting this job because he's related. He's also got a magnificent voice. And uh, now, can Dan sing? By the way, he do, you know he does sing. He not 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 really anymore. He's a director. He he was an actor when we first met, and he um but he he does sing. He's got a lovely voice. But I haven't I, except for like Christmas carols. I haven't heard him sing. <laughs> <laughs> But that's good. We so, did baby together actually. Shortly ah. after we got married, we did it in Chicago, and so we got to play opposite each other, which was incredible. There's a, another great love in Liz Calloway's life, and it is her wonderful sister Anne Hampton Calloway. Uh, and I, I mention that because, uh, and we talked about this back in 2013. It's so often that two people who are talented in the same family can be competitors, and you guys are not only not competitors, but you you obviously on the stage. Uh, have a deep, deep, wonderful bond. What What do you love about Anne? Oh God, I love everything about her. Her mm. kindness, her optimism, her just her support. Yeah. 
she's just, you know, she's always there for me. She, my cheerleader. She's hilarious. <laughs> and we just, you know, it's, when That's we great. were kids, we were, I was very competitive with her because I was a late bloomer and she did everything perfectly and I didn't know <laughs> who I was. And um, it was hard to be her little sister. And it wasn't until we moved to, we moved to New York together and I was 18 and she was 21. And we just, we realized we had, you know, we're very different in many ways, but we, you know, but we're just so close. Mm -hmm. And she moved to Tucson about five years ago, which, you know, it's at first I was just devastated because she used to live five minutes from me. But in some ways now, when we get together, it's even more special. You, you don't take it for granted. Um, and we're doing a week of shows that at 54 below Thanksgiving week. Mm -hmm. So um, we've, we kind of made a pact. We need to be, together at least for one you know either christmas or thanksgiving that's we need because we went a few years where we didn't get to see each other of course because of the pandemic so it's like so we're doing a, uh you know a, a thanksgiving show together which i'm so excited for we're going to direct a lot of our listeners and watchers to make sure they find out where you guys are performing together because it's a, a special grace to see them uh another uh person that you love obviously and it comes across in your concerts and album is Stephen Sondheim and for those in case there's anyone out there listening to or watching a show like this this uh, amazing creative talent Stephen Sondheim we had a letter writing relationship because I wanted for the longest time to know what his point of view was on the afterlife and on God and he was very kind as you know he always wrote back and he said I'm uh, I'm so socially awkward on this topic, he said, because I changed my belief from day to day. And so we never got to do that interview, but he was he was kind enough to get back. And he, even when he said, you know, I'm not sure that I believe, and I, I pointed out to him when we had Ed Asner on the show, and Ed was coming on 90, and I said, Ed, you know, it says in Wikipedia you identify as a Jewish atheist. Are you, are you still at 90 an atheist? And he said, the closer I get to the end, the more I hope you people are right, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> So I thought maybe Sondheim too, but but again, in terms of the great loves of Liz Calloway, you obviously love Stephen. What do you love about him as a man? Not just as a, an incredible talent that he is, but as a man. Well, I I loved I loved even with you know I I worked with him several times. I knew him. I I, I didn't. I he wasn't a close friend. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't have the. I didn't have the. You know, it's not someone I went out to dinner with, <laughs> you know, but I loved like what you just said, how he wrote you back. Yeah. He was an incredible teacher. Teaching was vital to him. Mm. And he gave back to so many people, so many young writers, any, anyone who would reach out to him. Yeah. I just thought that was so extraordinary. Yeah. There's a, there's an account on Instagram called Sondheim letters. Oh. And it's just, and it's just fascinating to be able to just read, you know, at right at, after he passed and it's almost a year now, mm. which is hard to believe. Yeah. But, you know, I did the same thing too. I just went through all my letters and my emails with him and everyone was doing that and sharing stories. And so I, I, in addition to being an incredible composer and lyricist yeah. he just i i so admired um 
how he how he, much he cared about other people and and wanting to and and even if he didn't help them just so people were heard they were mm-hmm. listening you know what i mean yeah that that you could write to him and he would you know uh take the time the right yeah he yeah. also was one of the best he had some of the best email etiquette of anyone I could think of, you know, you send an email and then no one, no one likes the email and right. no one, you know, takes forever or they never get back to you. He was so, I, and I so appreciated that, that just that, I don't know, it's just, it's having respect for another human being. And, yeah, you know, and he touched a lot of people as a, and something I'm very grateful to him. And this is, he, he, you know, he took a chance on me at the very beginning of my career, mm-hmm. with my first Broadway show, but without realizing it as I, you know, it's harder as you get older as, a, as a, an actor and a, a singer and finding work. Liz, we, uh, we're going to go in a moment, but before we do, uh, for our listeners and watchers, um, Liz years ago was in a, uh, a show, Follies, where she was also, uh, one of her co-stars was a guest many times on our show was Elaine Stritch. Elaine was a, a true diva and intimidating as hell to many people. Um, Liz Calloway is not. Um, she is genuinely a kind, lovely, wonderful lady. Uh, on top of which, though, she happens to be immensely talented as a singer and interpreter. Liz, for the folks who are watching and listening to a show like this, I want them to know you by going to concerts and listening to you. I know they, they have, you have a whole world in terms of animated features, but I want them to pick up your album. And Where do people go to get Liz Calloway music? Well, you could go to my website, uh, LizCalloway.com. has all my music on it. I have, um, <laughs> I've even learned how to have like a little store that oh, I, you know, I, I sent for my Sondheim album. It was out November 11th. And it's like, and I'm just, I announced yesterday it's available pre-sale. And it's like, okay, I'm going to be signing and shipping. And there's something else I learned how to do. <laughs> also, I'm, I'm, I have a YouTube channel that's fun that has a lot of videos of, of okay. me singing and some just singing in my kitchen. Others are from singing in my car or performance videos. Um, but if you start at my website, it's, you know, Good. it's, and, you know, and I love connecting with my audiences. I really and you do it so I'm wonderfully so well. Grateful to be able to, you know, perform live again and yeah. You know. Liz Calloway has been our guest. Liz, again, it's been wonderful to be with you. Down the hall from me, living here with me, is my hundred and two year old mom. And I'm hoping that Liz Calloway at hundred and two is still producing because she's also a good businesswoman. Wonderful albums, terrific oh, videos. <laughs> I'm planning on it. I'm telling you, I, I you know, one of my great inspirations is Marilyn May. Who is still going strong. And, you know, and it's like, I want to be her when I grow up. (laughs) He is, I'm never going to (laughs) stop. Never going to. Thank you again for this time and and for just being so open about everything. You're you're wonderful. And uh, I'll be be sure at Christmas time I'll be there in the audience to to listen to you and to Anne because it's a a privilege. It's a privilege. Thank you. Love talking to you again. Let's not make, let's not let it be another seven um, years. (laughs) (laughs) As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us. If you need to reach me, you can write me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to this show or past episodes by going on YouTube and searching under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jimosanti. 
I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, personally speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.